Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever your time zones are, there's always a difference in the time. And today is the Global Watch, but it's the Africa Watch as normal on a Wednesday morning. 6 a.m. Jerusalem time on the 22nd of November, 2023. And we just want to welcome the nations to the Africa Watch. And uh, my name's Joe, as you can see from my uh, description there. And and I've got some very important things to discuss and to pray for, mainly from uh, the South African point of view. So often the, the leading is from places like Uganda and Nigeria and Kenya. So today um, having, I'm doing it from South Africa and so we'll have a South African flavor to today. I'm going to start with a the song. It's a song that is so relevant for this time about bringing home the hostages. And what I need want to discuss is, I'll just explain it to you first is that on Sunday afternoon, I attended in Joburg and the Lord positioned me in Joburg. I, I wasn't coming here. And then suddenly I, I saw that, that I would uh, miss out on a few things with my grandchildren if I didn't come up. So I drove up on Friday, which was a 12 hour uh, stint of, of, of journeying to come to Johannesburg. And that positioned me to be at a meeting on Sunday afternoon which was run by a a group of pastors, but also mainly from the ICEJ and also Bridges for Peace. So both uh, organizations speak into Israel. And um, it was an amazing meeting and I'll, I'll read some of the information out about it, but it was always to stand with Israel because South African governments haven't stood with Israel. They're all voting for Palestinian issues, whereas we on this watch are really knowing that if we read the Bible, we need to stand also with Israel, especially at this time. So I'm going to play the song, which is about Zion and bringing them home. And what I love about the song is all the scriptures and all the the way in which it all leads to the whole journey. Wow, that's so powerful, that song, isn't it? And we actually sang it at the event at the end for the South Africa and Israel event. Yuta, could I, could I ask you to unmute and to just pray into this whole meeting? So that's normally I'm praying for the people who are going to take it. And I, I don't want to have to pray for myself. So that would be great. Thank you. Yes, Father, I thank you so much for this hour, for this Africa Watch. That I thank you that you are leading Holy Spirit. And I want to read Psalm 34, 5. They looked to him and were radiant. And their faces were not ashamed. Father, and I pray this morning for all of us that are here, Father, that we will look to you. You are the lift of our heads and that we, we will see you in all the darkness we are facing, in 
all the darkness that's around us to be the light, to be the living hope, Father. And I ask you to show us your way in in everything what I bless Joe, what she will share with us. Father, and I ask you with your Holy Spirit to show us, to guide us, to pray to us into situations. Father, thank you that Africa and especially the South of Africa will shift to stand alongside with Israel and with your people, Lord. And I pray that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Yuta. Thank you for always being on the Africa call, as uh, so many of you are, even though you don't live in Africa. It is so blessed to know that you're there with us uh, in this time. And Tambisa, I agree with you completely. I'm very disappointed with South Africa too at the moment, but not with the Christians in South Africa. We are really trying to come together. And that's what I want to share today. I've got, I've also got a scripture, which I will read just now. But first of all, I just want to put it into context of what I'm going to be sharing. And then you'll see how it, it is a thing that can be changed around. Obviously, our government is very pro-Palestinian, probably from their past history more than anything. And they really are listening to all the lies that are being said about uh, Israel. And, and that's where I find it very hard, very difficult because you know their lies and yet you, you can't, if somebody is angry and, and demonstrating, you cannot actually reason with those people. What happened was not the, this Sunday is the one I'm going to talk about, but the previous Sunday, they actually tried to have an event in Cape Town at Seapoint. And it was only going to be a time of prayer and uh, praying for the hostages to come back and for wisdom for uh, all those who are involved. But the advertising went quite broadly around and suddenly big pro-Palestinian group decided they were going to destroy this meeting. Uh, a peaceful prayer meeting was going to be destroyed by, by militant people. And about 15 minutes before it was due to start, the organizers actually had to cancel and say, look, it will. And the Christians actually moved away. They actually went and prayed somewhere else, <laughs> actually. But the Palestinian supporters, they they were so virulent and, uh, and angry and whatever. They ended up fighting with the police. They didn't actually fight with Christians. But do you know that in the media the next day, it was the fact that they had fought with the Christians. But that was not the truth at all, because obviously we um, are standing for, on a pre peaceful ground. Anyway, I was saying just now that I wasn't planning to come to Johannesburg. My son lives here. That's why I'm here. And suddenly I thought I wanted to come for personal reasons, which was to be able to see my grandchildren and to experience some of their events that you have over this time, their concerts and things. And so I suddenly found myself in Johannesburg and that I could actually attend this event, which was was standing for Israel, and it was a pact. Them in three days, they managed to get this church called Redemption Church, which is a good name for a church, <laughs> Redemption Church in Johannesburg. And so here's a slight report about it: a multicultural crowd of about 900 people sang, prayed, and proclaimed scripture together with fervor. 
at a prayer rally for Israel at the Redemption Church, Johannesburg, on sun, uh, Sunday. Now, the, the person who's speaking through this is um, Vivian Myberg, who's the National Director of the International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem for South Africa. So it's the ICEJSA. And I personally know her, and I actually obviously met with her this last Sunday as well. She's now back in her hometown of Stellenbosch. As she said here, the event was organized in just three days by South African Friends of Israel, the ICEJ, Bridges for Peace, and some individuals. It was blessed and anointed and marked by real unity with Christian pastors, a, a Jewish rabbi, a member of parliament, um, a deputy Israeli ambassador, and members of the Jewish community joining the predominantly Christian crowd in praying for Israel, for the release of the hostages, and for our beloved South Africa, because we need to really um, bring South Africa before us as prayers, as, as people who are going to intercede. We really need to have the right facts. As uh, she says here, in contrast to a related rally in Seapoint, Cape Town, which was cancelled the previous Sunday after it was violently disrupted by a large crowd of Palestinian supporters. It, this one, last Sunday afternoon, was peaceful and held in good spirit. She said members of the Jewish community present were incredibly blessed by the event. <clears throat> Christians who attended loved hearing from the different speakers, and they really wanted to stand with Israel to know more about God's heart for his people and to find out how they could help. We really experience open hearts from churches, churches that maybe beforehand weren't quite sure where they stood and they now were saying, we want to understand more. We want to be involved on some level. She's thinking, uh, Vivian's thinking that she might do it in different cities around South Africa. So we will have to look at, into that. The, the, the master of ceremonies, his name was Bafana Modisi. He is the spokesman for the SAFI. Said that the Sunday prayers event were marked by unity of South Africans in our diversity, standing for Israel the united voices of all South Africans, Jews in the church, rabbis talking in the church. These are interesting times. And as they always say, behold, God is doing a new thing. I found a scripture while I was waiting to come on the Zoom call, which I thought was quite relevant. The scripture I'm going to read is, if Lynn, would you write it in the chat for me, please? It's Isaiah uh, 24 to 32. Thanks. Yeah, Vivian, sorry, Vivian, who's the head of ICJ director, she's actually Myberg, whereas Shirley is Momberg, so there's a slight difference there in, in the names. Okay, so Isaiah 14. 24 to 32. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. 
that I will break the Assyrian in my land and on my mountains tread him underfoot. Then his yoke shall be removed from them and the burden, um, sorry, removed from them, and his burden removed from their shoulders. This is the purpose that is purposed against the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purpose, and who will stand, uh, who will annul it? His hand is stretched out, and who will turn it back? This is the burden which came in the year that King Isaiah died, as Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, all you Philistinia, because the rod that struck you is broken. For out of the serpent's roots will come forth a viper, and its offspring will be a fiery flying serpent. The firstborn of the poor will feed, and the needy will lie down in safety. I will kill your roots with famine, and it will slay your remnant. Wail, O great city, cry, O city, all you of Philistia are dissolved, for smoke will come from the north, and no one will be alone in his appointed times. What will they answer the messengers of the nation? That the Lord has founded Zion, and the poor of his people shall take refuge in it. So that was a scripture, sorry, 14, yes, that's right, Isaiah 14, verses 24 to 32. All right, what I'd like to do now is to play um, the clip that Vivian Myberg actually spoke at the event. It gives a very understanding of where Israel is and why we should support Israel, and especially as South Africans. One of the things that was said by a lot of the pastors, because we had a lot of pastors and different people speaking and repenting for things that are happening in our nation and praying for the government. But as they said, we need Israel more than Israel needs South Africa. <laughs> and so we as Christians would like to also ask you in the nations to really pray for our situation I think as Christians, we've always felt that we would become a sheep nation because we really have this love for Israel. But Lord is going to have to do a major change for our government to actually see that. But everything can happen. Obviously, Israel was born in one day, so I'm sure we can also go with that as well. So we can see that. So I'm going to sh share my screen again. And after that, if, if you can... Get ready to over to pray into the situations and also to i'll explain later one prayer point which is very important to do with the ambassadors of um, israel and south africa just let me know if you can hear Hi, it good afternoon clearly. it's such a pleasure to be here with you and i've entitled my talk why israel Israel is the only nation that can God you, himself delineated, right? delineated the borders of. He is the creator of the earth. Can he not give whatever yes, piece of land yes. he wants to? Whatever he wants to? Thank you. 
The land that he covenanted to give his people in the scriptures was 777,000 square kilometers. Today, they only possess 22,000 square kilometers, 2.8% of what he promised to give them. Deuteronomy chapter 32 says, when, he, when the Most High divided the inheritance of the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he did it according to the boundaries of the people, according to the number of the children of Israel. Because you see, he says, the Lord's portion is his people, and Jacob is the place of his inheritance. God has chosen to place his name and his identity with this people and this land. The word Israel appears over 2,500 times in the word of God, 77 times in the New Testament. And I want to tell you, not one of these times does it describe the church. Jerusalem appears more than 800 times. So clearly, this nation and this city is important to our God and should be to us. Why did God choose Israel? He said he chose the least of all the people. So that when he works out his purposes with them, in the sight of the nations, he alone would be glorified. Israel is a physical demonstration of an outworking of a spiritual God working out his plans with his people. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 speaks about this. He says, all things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the end of the ages has come. Are we not in the end of the ages? These lessons need to be learned by us more than ever before. God calls Israel his firstborn son. He also refers to him as his wife. Isaiah 54, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. You can't get any closer to the heart of God than that. How would you react if your son or your wife is attacked or mistreated? Israel is the apple of God's eye and God judges the nations through the lens of Israel. He promised to Abraham that his descendants through Isaac would be a blessing to the nations of the earth. And there have been, in many ways, 0.02% of the Jewish people are on this world, of the world is Jewish. But yet they've taken 23% of the Nobel Prizes in maths and science and economics. There's been a massive blessing to the nations of the earth. That is not 10 times out of proportion or 100 times. That is 1,000 times out of proportion to who they are. Can you imagine if six million were not murdered, how many more blessings we would have on this earth from them? But the biggest blessing has been the fact that they've been called to be a vehicle of world redemption. Because John says, our very salvation comes from them, for salvation is from the Jews. Amen. Some people say to me, but the God of the Bible is not the Israel of today. Sorry, the, the Israel of the Bible is not the Israel of today. And I want to know, how do they read these scriptures? And I'm just going to mention one. Jeremiah 23 prophesied thousands of years ago that the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the people will no longer say, the Lord lives, who brought up the Israelites up out of Egypt. This was the biggest miracle of the ancient world. They wrote about it and they feared the God of Israel because of it. But Jeremiah said there was coming a bigger miracle. He says they will say, as surely as the Lord lives, who brought the descendants of Israel up out of the land of the north and out of all the countries where he has banished them, and they will live in their own land. The scripture is only being fulfilled in our day. Do you know, Moscow is due north of Jerusalem. 
Between 1991 and 2000, almost a million Jews came home from Russia to make their home in the land of Israel. And yet, this happened in the sight of the nations. Do the nations declare that the God of Israel lives because of it? No. I can still live with that, maybe. But when parts of the church do not recognize this miracle and declare that the God of Israel lives because of these miracles, then it's not so simple. Genesis 17 confirms the covenant of the land promise, that the whole of Canaan would be their possession. These promises of the land are linked to him and his word and him keeping his word. I want to tell you, in biblical terms, if anybody recognizes that Palestinian state within Judea and Samaria, the biblical heartland, they are effectively seeking to deny the covenant that God made with his people and the Jewish people, and they are coming against the word of God and against God himself. Jewish people often ask me, why do they hate us so much? And I have to answer them and say, they don't hate you, you've only been a blessing to the nations. They hate who you represent, they hate your God. And Psalm 83 spells out this ancient hatred. Oh God, those who hate you have lifted up their heads. They've taken crafty counsel against your people. They've consulted together against your sheltered ones. They've said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel be remembered no more. They've also said, let us take for ourselves the pastures of God as our possession. The psalmist answers, as we also declare today, let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most high of the earth. We recognize that the enemy has not changed. It's still the same enemy. It's the same spirit of Amalek, the spirit of hatred inherited from Esau that rises up in every generation to attempt to destroy the Jewish people and nation. The politics of Israel makes no sense. This is 100% a spiritual battle. Moses fought the Amalekites. David contended with them. European Jews were gassed by them. And today the demonic monster of Amalek is rapidly rising around the world, fed by a diet of lies in the media, just as it was before the Holocaust. Hamas is only one manifestation of this today. Hamas, by the way, in Hebrew means violent one. In Arabic, it means fanatical or passionate. So literally, it is a fanatical, violent entity. The reaction to the horrors of what happened on the 7th of October clearly exposed the double standards and the agendas of those who have not even been able to bring themselves to condemn these gruesome murders of innocence, and who shockingly even infer that maybe Israel is to blame. This war has unleashed, undivided, bridled hatred against the world. Not against the murderous entity of Hamas, but against Israel for defending herself and seeking to bring her hostages home. It is inexplicable that Hamas can freely fly their flag in many Western democracies of the world and Israel can't. On the, third of, on the 9th of November recently, we commemorated Kristallnacht 85 years ago. It was the night that the Nazis went into the streets and violently attacked the Jews, smashing and burning synagogues and destroying their businesses. 91 Jews were brutally murdered, while the Christian neighbors stood by passively and said nothing. This emboldened the Nazis to continue with their plan to annihilate the Jews. The very next day, 26,000 Jews were rounded up and sent to concentration camps. Shockingly, mainline churches were complicit in the cooperation with the Nazis in the years leading up to the Holocaust. It all started with a campaign to boycott Jewish businesses, spurred on by lies in the media. The exact same narratives have been spread in the media today. We've always said it cannot be allowed to happen again. What took place 
And yet, what took place on the 7th of October is the biggest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust in a single day. We were blessed that Christians, through the International Christian Embassy, for example, could donate first responder equipment to these very same communities in the South for such attacks. The security officers after the 7th of October reported to us that it enabled them to communicate within seconds with their people instead of precious minutes, and they estimated saved potentially 3,000 lives. We as the church need to be awake and vigilant to the rising rhetoric against the Jewish people that we are witnessing on unprecedented levels. In France, since the 7th of October, more than a thousand anti-Semitic attacks, more than the previous year. In America, the highest number in 2022, 2,700, many of them violent. South Africa has been spared of this kind of violent anti-Semitism with only 73 last year, none of them violent. But I believe this will change last week on Sunday. We crossed the line in South Africa. A monster was unleashed last Sunday with vicious attacks and unbridled hatred was exhibited towards Jews and anybody who stands with Israel. A line was crossed. The church cannot be silent anymore. The church cannot afford to sit on the fence anymore. <laughs> okay, I hope you could hear that. It was a bit faint for some of for me, but I have got the generator going on in the background, so that is something. Uh, what I'd like us to all pray for is the fact that the government and had a vote yesterday to, and by quite a large majority, said that they would close the embassy in Israel, here for Israel, and bring back their ambassador from Israel. And so I really feel that we do need to take a stand and we need to pray into all of these things. And especially for the uh, Christians population to stand united um, with the Jewish population and uh, I hope to find the clip at the end where the Deputy Ambassador of Israel also spoke. So I'll get that while we are praying. So if you would like to raise your hands and pray into this whole situation to really have mercy, for God to have mercy on South Africa, to help the truth get out into the land, and for the fact that we need to stand with Israel. And then the second point would be to, to also pray for whatever's happening in the Middle East, um, whether there's going to be a ceasefire or not. Lord, we just pray for, for wisdom, 
for those who are leading and making the decisions. And especially we need to pray as we have been doing on most of the calls in the last few weeks for the return of the hostages, which is a priority at this time. So I'd like you to raise your hands if you would like to pray into the situation. And I really commend this time. I will try and uh, send you the clip that I played, which I can do later. I'll put it onto the Africa Watch. Okay. So if you can look at the, in the Africa Watch, I won't put it necessarily on the Global Watch, but I'll put it on the Africa Watch. Thanks. Is there anybody who'd like to start? Can I call on somebody? Felix, would you like to unmute and pray into this whole situation in Africa and South Africa? Lord, we thank you so much for the land of South Africa. We acknowledge your Lord and we confess what is going on between the government and then the states of Israel. We pray, O oh Lord, for a change of heart. We repent and commit all the leaders of the land into your hands. Coming against all evil forces that are influencing the leadership negatively to be hostile to Israel. We pray, Father, upon bringing the people themselves into your hands, coming against forces that are negatively convincing the people to be hostile also against Israel through marches and through anti-Israel actions. In the name of Jesus, we pray for a change of heart. We pray for love towards Israel, that indeed, rather than hating, will become a people who promote Israel, supporters who protect Israel, and people who bring your vision for Israel to pass in our generation. We thank you for hearing us in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Phoenix. Right. Okay, let's put some hands up. I love seeing the hands up, and then we'll have some time to be able to pray. Mary, would you like to pray um, to start with? And then I'm sure some people will put up their hands. This is from Zephaniah 3. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Let not your hands sink down or be slow and listless. The Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a saviour who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love he will be silent and make no mention of your sins or even recall them. He will exult over you with singing. I will gather those belonging to you, those Israelis in captivity, who yearn and grieve for the solemn assembly and the festivals on whose on whom their exiles and inability to attend services at Jerusalem have brought derision and the reproach of it is a burden. Behold, at that time I will deal with all those who afflict you. I will save the limping ones and gather the outcasts 
and will make them a praise and a name in every land of their shame. At that time, I will bring you in. Yes, at that time, I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the nations of the earth when I re reverse your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. I thank you, Father God. You have spoken your word, you've released it, and you are not a man that you should lie. I thank you, Father God, that Israel will be a praise in the earth. I thank you, Father, that you will release your people from captivity and bring them home from all the nations of the earth into Israel. I thank you, Father, that the hostages will be released. We just declare and decree it, Father, for your heart is in Israel. Your heart is for Israel. Father, we just ask for your the security of your love for each Israeli, each Jew, no matter where they live, especially the ones in who are being held hostages, that they will actually experience your love. I thank you, Father God, that even now, hearts in Israel are turning towards you. And I thank you, Father God, that by your spirit and by the mighty power of your love, they will receive Christ as their Messiah and that they will be born again. And I just speak to Israel, Father, the shalom of Christ. And I say, Israel, live, live, live in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Mary. Ronald, nice to see you on the call today. And we'd really love to hear what you have to pray. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, thank you, Pastor Joe. Psalm 43, verse 3, it says, Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me, let them bring me to your whole hill and to your tabernacle. Father, do declare premises in Psalm 43, verse 3, the leaders in South Africa to the sphere of governance, Father Lord. We pray that, Lord, would you send forth your light? light of your salvation and light of your truth to their hearts, Father Lord. May, may your light of truth, Lord, take away the, the light from the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Your word says, Father Lord, sanctify them thy truth. Your word is thy truth, Father Lord. We want to see the truth in your word to permeate in their mind, Father Lord. We want to see transformation of their mind, Dover God, to see South Africa becoming a ship nation, Father Lord, aligning with your firstborn in the name of Jesus Christ, Father Lord. As the word says, the heart of a king is like a river in your hand, Lord. Where, where their hearts have meandered, Lord, in disobedience, Lord, in fear, in not obeying your divine instruction, Father Lord, Lord, we cry to you, Dover God, touch their hearts. Let them come to serve knowledge of your name. Let them come to know you, that you reign. You reign in Israel. You reign in South Africa. You reign. And Father Lord, we, 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 as your word says, Father Lord, we pray for leadership in South Africa. As your word says in, in Isaiah 
not to dwell on the former things because you've done a new thing for them, Father Lord. Any thoughts of the former thinking Jehovah God were raised by the blood of Yeshua. We want to see South Africa become the sheep nation, the leadership becoming the sheep nation. We want to see the city of governance in South Africa. We aligning with your firstborn. And even we want to see other African nations, Lord, seeing South Africa. Uh, and from seeing South Africa aligning with your firstborn, Lord, we cry, we pray. Even other African nations, Lord, be become sheep nations through seeing you using what South Africa. As your vessel, we exhort and magnify your name in the mighty name of Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes, that's so important, isn't it? That we actually see, let everybody see what um, is happening in South Africa, that it will be such a turnaround that people will see that the God of Israel is alive and uh, well in in this part of the world as well as other places. Thank you, Ali. Would you like to share? Well, I'll just stop my video because I'm going to read part of scripture. So just I'll just turn this off for a second. Yeah. I've just been looking at Numbers 24. And Numbers 24, Balaam um, was being instructed to give to curse Israel. and But he knew that the Lord wanted him to bless the people of Israel. So he didn't look for omens as he'd done before, but he turned towards the desert. So he's very resolute. And he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe and the spirit of God control of him. And it's a bit long. So if you don't want me to read all, I won't. But it, it just he just speaks of Israel and who they are. Yeah, maybe he, he just, hear God. just give a summary, Ali, because okay. just, yep. just do it as a yep. prayer. I think we all know the, yeah. the whole okay. reference. Thank the story. You. Yeah, the three. But it, it comes to the end of what he sees, because he was in a trance, he says, Israel, the nation is like a mighty lion. When it is sleeping, no one dares wake it. Whoever blesses Israel will be blessed, and whoever curses Israel will be cursed. And then Balak's response was to be very angry. And he said, I called you to, and you've blessed. So told him to go home and that he wouldn't get the reward. But Balaam said to him, I told the messengers you sent me that even if you gave me all the silver and gold in your palace, I could not disobey the command of the Lord by doing anything of myself. I will only say what the Lord tells me. I think that's our message for us to be so acutely aware, Father, in this situation that you'll open our hearts that you'll open our mouths, that we will be so acutely aware and speak only the truth about you and only what you want us to say and not get caught up in anything else, to be just in your presence, that we have your full understanding to speak what we need to speak at the times we need to speak it as well and that we will just be able to have your strength. So, Father, we bless Israel. We bless Israel and ask you to abundantly protect her. We ask for the hostages to come home. Father, we ask that you will um, bring them out safely, that you will restore them to their families. And, Father, I thank you that we have such wonderful examples in Scripture of standing birth in the face of adversity. So we have adversity around us. I ask that you'll give us strength to stand firm in you and in your word. And I pray for South Africa particularly that they will rise up 
and speak for Israel and not against Israel and bring a curse on themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Definitely. Thank you. Yuta, if you can also play whatever, and we've got lots of people coming. <laughs> I also want to play that clip from the Deputy Ambassador, so I will do that as soon as uh, we've got three people, and after that I will play the clip, because I really think it's good to hear from our Deputy Ambassador for South Africa from Israel. Uh, she's the Israeli uh, um, Ambassador, Deputy Ambassador. Thanks, Yuta. Would you like to... Um, yes, since the beginning, I was hearing is the Cape Horn or the tipping point. It's a tipping point and a turning point. And I others confirmed that during this watch. And I think it's also a tipping point, turning point of time. And Africa, South Africa is the south. It's the south point. We had that from the east. We had that from the north. And now the south. And, and the Lord, the scripture I had, it's tough one, but it's really this point where it's just shifting. So it's Revelation 18, 1 to 5. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority, and the earth was in, in illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every full spirit and a prison for every and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. Mm. For her sins have reached to heaven and God has remembered her, her iniquities. I leave it to that. But what I feel, Lord, you're saying, we, so I call, I call forth, I call out to make this step. Does the Cape Town, the Cape, the south of uh, Africa, I call out of her, Israel, to make this step, the people of Israel, to see your glory to make this step out from her and also the nations, Father, that this will be a point, a tipping point of time where there, where there happens a shift in the atmosphere where, where we make this step out from darkness into your light, into the truth, to stay as one people and to connect with Israel, with your people and with the truth itself, with you, our Father, with the root, to be connected and grafted into this truth for nations, for our nations to turn, to shift, and for Israel to arise in your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Tambi, thank you. Heavenly Father, I want to pray that the South African president will not assign, will not sign or ascend the decision that was made in parliament yesterday. I pray that you will make him realize the dangers or the folly that is behind that decision. I pray in the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Thank you. Yes, I think we are all praying that. I believe it is going to be an executive decision that even though they had the vote in Parliament, that was just to really say what the people are thinking, but that it's the actual executive decision that will make the difference, uh, can come against that. Uh, thank you. I'm going to pray through Isaiah 60 verse 14 and, and 15. It, it reads, also the sons of those who afflict you shall come bowing to you, and all those who despise you shall fall prostrate at the sole of your feet, and they shall call you the city of the Lord, the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas, 15, whereas you have been forsaken and hated so that no one went through you, I'll make you an external excellence, a joy of many generations. Our Father and our God, I come before you. We come before you on this altar, praying for brethren in the South African nation, that Lord, they will be among those who will come to fall prostrate. They will bow before you, O oh God, concerning the nation of Israel. They will love Israel. They will come bowing before Israel. Like in the, in the clip, the lady said that, South Africa needs Israel more than Israel needs South Africa. So I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ our God that they shall come bowing to, to you and to the they will love Israel. And though they have been despising, some of them have been despising Israel. I pray that they will fall prostrate to the sole of your feet, of the feet of Israel. And they shall call Israel, they shall call Jerusalem, the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Lord, this is my prayer in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ our God, that though Israel has been forsaken and hated, one, so that no one went through her, I will, the, the Lord is saying he will make Israel an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. I pray that even South Africa will be counted among those nations that will have the joy of many generations because they have loved Israel. Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that they will see this and they will turn to you, Lord. Turn their hearts, Lord, towards you. Turn their hearts towards loving Israel and blessing Israel. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I have prayed. Amen. Amen. Can I, oh, sorry, Jennifer, I'll come back to you. Can I really play? I want to play this clip because we're nearly getting to the top of the hour, but I will let you, you can maybe close off for us at the end. I'm going to screen share. This is the Deputy Ambassador. Very, very dear friends, good afternoon, you all. Began a murderous campaign, killing families and individuals in their homes. They slaughtered young men and women in a music festival. The attack was so brutal that up until today, there are teams which are still working on identifying the deceased in order to bring them to their internal rest. In total, over 1,200 Israelis were murdered, 240 were kidnapped to Gaza, and we have no information about their well-being, besides knowing that at least two were executed by Hamas. 240 hostages, the majority of them, are farmers, ordinary people, not settlers. Among the hostages, Gadi Moses, he's 79 years old, he's a farmer who used to work in education, he loves wine, and he's also growing grapes as a hobby. 
He used to host and batas senior delegates from Africa to his kibbutz near Oz, which was half burned, in order to teach them about the kibbutz, about the set, how we, we operate the, um, the corpse. His grandchildren are waiting for him back home. Abigail, she's three years old. She's, the old. she's as old as my kid. She was kidnapped to Gaza after her parents were brutally murdered in front of her eyes, and her big brothers were hid inside the closet for 14 hours. The only thing that I have in mind is who takes care of her now? Who pats her head when she's tired? Is she calling her mom? And how does the person who took this three-year-old girl sleep this night? There is also a baby, one month old. He was born in captivity for a mother who was probably looking forward to this delivery and had to do it all by herself. Threaten. Among, um, among the, um, the equipment of the terrorists, we could find also ISIS flags, as we've seen also here in South Africa in several protests. And there are also written instructions to kidnap as many as elderly women and kids. Bloodthirsty terrorists call to their parents, thrilled and proud after slaughtering Jews in their beds. There is no God, there is no religious, there is no cause or any context that could justify those kinds of actions. It was a brutal attack and has nothing to do with any liberation movement. It's not only a war of Israel against the terror organization, which we speak, <coughs> sorry, which we want also to bring back the security to the people of Israel, but it's also a war, apparently, over the public opinion. Under the campaign of Free Palestine, there is those who give leg legitimization for a brutal murder, sexual violence, acts, and anti-Semitic statements. There are dozens of testimonies of sexual abuse against victims who were brutally murdered afterwards. And international organizations are silencing the victims. We are here to say that we believe you. The war is not against the Palestinian people, it's against a terror organization that doesn't want any peace and keeps on saying that as long as we speak now. For those who call for the destruction of the state of Israel while saying from the river to the sea, I will tell you like, I will tell this the next thing. Please come to visit us. Come to visit Israel. Come to visit the wonder that calls Israel, a 75-year-old country that has the history and the roots of 3,000 years. You will visit the Jerusalem, my place of birth, where my people, where my family lives. The holy city for three um, of the religions. You will walk in the street where King David walked and also Jesus walked. You will go to the Sea of the Galilee and you will visit Nazareth. Come to see the only democracy in the Middle East, where there is free press and free, and everybody can speak whatever they want. Come to meet warm people that would do whatever it takes to protect their people. We're a nation of a melting
partial part of the texture. There are Arab parties, judges, doctors, ambassadors. You will see it everywhere. Schools teaches in Arabic. All the signs in Israel will be in Arabic, in Hebrew, and in English. And in some of the family, it will be a common language, as well as in my own, my own family. We will not take any accusation against discrimination because it means to go against the entire country of the State of Israel. We are the first to reach out to the world in times of crisis, as we were asked in the Bible, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The country of the State of Israel is cooperating with many countries as part of Mashab, which is the Israeli Agency for International Development Cooperation. Israel is hosting experts from all over the world to do workshops in Israel about climate, about smart agriculture, about female leadership. Israeli experts, they made farms in Rwanda. They put water desalination centers in Cameroon. The Israeli NGO Saves a Child's Heart provides uh, life-saving treatments to over 2,000 kids from 33 countries of Af Africa. With some, we don't even share diplomatic relations. The State of Israel has always reached out for peace. In the recent years, we signed um, peace agreements with United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco. We have normalization steps with Sudan, with Saudi, and it also comes to our neighbors, Jordan and Egypt. We are willing and want to have a cooperation and to have dialogue with whoever wishes. But he needs to know and to recognize the right of the State of Israel to be a sovereign country. I have to say that I'm overwhelmed by your unwavering support in Israel. And I want to thank you on behalf of the State of Israel for your strong and brave friendship and for your firm stand against those who call for the destruction of the State of Israel. For 3,000 years, we have enemies that want to destroy the nation of Israel, and we survive and we overcome. And this time, we will overcome again. We will rise and we will build ourselves again, maybe because of the great strength of the Jewish nation, and out of the moral and human responsibility, we all unite against terror and for the right of the State of Israel to live peacefully and for the immediate release of all hostages. Thank you. She got a very good response and there were a lot of other things that happened. It was about two hours of time together. I think we need to finish now because it's obviously gone the hour, 7.07 here and in Jerusalem as well. Jennifer, would you like to close in prayer or would you like me to do it? I don't mind. Let me just do it. Thank you. Thank you for everybody who's come on online and we we thank you for your 
always supporting the, the Africa Watch. And we know that it's going to be a, a day today when we are going to be having another briefing, uh, obviously at four o'clock. But before that, it's uh, going to be the Israel Watch. So we'll look forward to that at three o'clock this afternoon. Thank you for everybody. And I just pray that even as we come in South Africa to that point of making a decision, that Lord, you will help us to make the right decision and help our government to make the right decision as well. And Lord, that they will not be influenced by all the rhetoric that is full of lies and is just, um, just against what you stand for, Lord. So we do pray that we will be able to um, come together again in every uh, meeting that we come to, uh, just to be able to uh, pray for those poor hostages that are going to need to be released. There seem to be things coming on, um, coming to the fore in the, today, so I think today is very much a day when we need to pray for all this um, that is going to happen in the Middle East at this time. And I just thank you. Amen. Right, if you'd like to unmute yourselves and uh, wave and say <laughs> Blessings, shalom, shalom. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Give you praise and give you glory. Blessings upon you. Hi, everybody. Bless you. Uh, every day is a day of thanksgiving. Amen, amen. Shalom, shalom.